It's always... My, my mother's in the back acting up. Amen. Her and that old man she married, I'm going to have to lock them back up. Lord, they, I thought she'd get old and stay home, and she's done got her second wind. I do appreciate her and my stepfather being here. My dad's in heaven. Uh, I appreciate and praise the Lord and give God the glory for all of you being here tonight, being a part of this jubilee, always wanting what God has for you is a wonderful trait that we all ought to do everything we can to nurture. We're living in a day when that even more so as we see the day approaching part of the verse ought to mean something to us. We are all we have left. We are all we have. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Now, you need to do more than amen that. You need to get up in the morning and sing that to yourself. Go to bed at night and remind yourself this is not the place where you have got your tent pegs real deep. We are gospel gypsies. I live with about 3,500 of them down at the house. They're not gospel. They're just plain old gypsies. But I'm a gospel gypsy. I'm... I'm moving on, honey. I didn't come here to stay. I didn't come here to take up a long-range residence. I'm on my way somewhere else far greater than Asheville. Though if I was going to be of anywhere, this would be a wonderful place to be from. But I'm glad and thankful tonight that uh, God saved me and God has touched your life and you have supported this meeting and to all of you who have been faithful to pray, I thank the Lord and appreciate God's goodness. Now, if I run off and fall down tonight, it's because I'm wearing the preacher's boy's shoes. They're a little big and baggy on me, but they're the right color. I just took them off of him in the churchyard out there a little while ago. He's the only one that had brown ones. I wasn't going to wear nothing that didn't coordinate. I was afraid my wife might slip in. So if I turn my ankle or whatever happens, if I kick them and they get loose, it's because they're just a little bit baggy on my feet. I run off and left my shoes. I left my Bible. I'm just glad that I've got everything else on. It's a God's wonder now I didn't end up naked right here in the house of God. I did what I could, boys. <laughs> I appreciate Brother Kelly, grateful for his singing. He makes me want to sing. I can't, but I want to every time I hear him sing and appreciate the ministry that he has. I was with him in his camp just the first of Ju uh, last of June and had a great time rejoicing in the Lord and giving God the glory. And I appreciate his singing and I appreciated the message that we heard before. I don't have any access to grind with no preacher. I don't have any time to hold a grudge. I'm having too good a time to be unhappy. I have decided that I'm going to take the rest of my life, and I am going to enjoy it. You say what you want to, do what you will. I'm going to get me two scoops of Briar's vanilla, sit down, lick it, slam to the bottom of the cone, 
and enjoy the Lord's good grace and know that I cannot go to hell. I've been told to go, but hallelujah, I can't go. Amen. A lot of places I don't fit, Billy, and hell's one of them. I was built, the first manufactured job I was built for. But when I got John 3, 3 born again, hallelujah, I'm here to tell you I don't fit there no more. I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm glad of it tonight. Well, uh, I'm going to direct you to a verse or two of Scripture, and uh, just uh, bear with me and listen, if you will, out of Psalm 40 and verse 1. Psalm 40 and verse 1. We'll read from that portion of Scripture just a moment when you get there. I really appreciate the dear sweet lady giving me this flower. If I had not gotten one, I was boycotting the meeting. And a man that'll leave his shoes will probably just run up and down street in front of the church right out here and boycott the meeting. I have my flower. Amen. I, wait, I, can't, I can't say this, but the psalmist did. I waited patiently for the Lord. I can't say that. I did not know I needed him. I, I was on my way to hell and glad of it. You know why? The options were few. I did not know that I could be saved. And I'm finding most people today who are going to hell have no knowledge that there's another direction. They think it's good for somebody who might wear a halo or who might fellowship with holiness, but they don't believe they can go. I have no idea God said anything about me. But the, the psalmist said he waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto him and heard my cry. Now, I can fall in at verse 2. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. Now, honey, I know what it's like to be there. Waiting patiently, I still don't have good manners when it comes to that. But I can tell you, I know what it's like to be horrible. I know what it's like to be in a pit. It goes on to say, he brought me out of the miry clay and set my feet on a rock and established my goings. I know what that means. Thank God I'm not mired neck deep in sin, though I still have my problems in this fleshly tabernacle. I sure am glad he established my goings. He has put a new song in my mouth. Even, now watch this, Baptist, don't run off. Don't run off. Don't run off. It says, even praise. <laughs> yeah, that's hallelujah. Even praise. For what? For what he's done? Certainly. For what, uh, for what he brought you out of? Certainly. But, but what really is our praise directed unto our God? Just period. He's worthy. Many shall see it and fear, and shall trust 
in the law. Uh, I want to share with you, I see all these young people in the house tonight. And I'm glad to go to places where you can find somebody under 70 that still want to go to an independent Baptist church. I'm gone all the time, and it's all I can do to keep some of these folks awake. I wonder how long some of them have been there asleep. I think they've been there a month. They look so contented, I hate to raise my voice. They look like they're under medication or a doctor's care or something. I see all these young folks in You've got to know that the Spirit of God is moving in hearts because a kid's not going to hang around. You won't find too many children sitting around playing Nintendo in a graveyard. No, sir. There's too many more exciting places to be. And the world has manufactured all of them. Excuse me. The world has manufactured most of them. There's still some young folks who like to get around where God's doing business. And that looks like one of these places right here tonight. It is a blessing. And when I say young, I didn't say teenagers. I said young folks. There's a lot of you here tonight. And I bless the Lord and give him glory and praise for that. For when I was going through my teeth, my, my mama's here tonight, and I love and appreciate her, and God let me see her fall under conviction under my preaching and saved at her house one night when she tried to lock God out of the bathroom the truth. She got, to, she got to under conviction that she went in the bathroom and locked the door. My little wife, Jean, Jean, you can't get out. You'll have to crawl out the window or come out this door, and if you go out the window, I'm going to be on the ground. If you come out the door, I'm going to be in the hall. Might as well come on out. The doorknob unlocked, and there she stood squalling. Diane knelt down, and Mama knelt down 20 minutes later beside the bathtub. At 3410 10th Street, about three and a half hours from here. And the Spirit of God, He'll save you in the bathroom, He'll save you anyway. Save me. Save you. Thank God. She didn't know nothing about the Lord. How could she show me anything? They didn't know nothing about God's love and power. How could I know it? I'm going to tell you something. If you have children in your house, they won't get it by osmosis laying on their pillow one night either because some gospel fairy comes back. It'll be because they've seen it in shoes. It's because they've seen a testimony put a coat and a dress on. That's when it'll make a difference. I grew up in was born in Bryson City, just just north of Bryson City, a little place called Toot Hall. Was raised over there till I was six, and my daddy went south to go to work. And I passed in the same place now I've spent all my life, most of it. Twenty-one years in the same spot, plowing in that garden, changing gears in the back forest, trying to do what I can every moment that I can to get God's Word to that part of the country and anywhere else. So, Lord, let me open my Bible. I'm glad tonight I'm a Christian. I'm glad I'm saved. 
But it wasn't always that way. Our house was turbulent. Our house was dysfunctional. Our home was very little home and just a whole lot of house. Daddy didn't know nothing about God. Daddy didn't know nothing about anything except just mad, mean, and tried to drown it in a filth or something when he could have had the whole of everything. Why do you want to have a pint when God has a well? Why do you want to brag about buying a filth or something? When there is a well bucket beside the well where you can get what God has for you. Don't be boasting about your stupidity. Don't open your mouth and give your intelligence away. Please, tonight, have some sense. And if you are a sinner, be quiet about it. And don't think that anybody's going to make great strides out of your foolishness. That's the way it was. I graduated from high school, and I said, I will leave this place, and I'll leave my trouble. You young folks ever think if I can get out of my present dilemma, I can fix it so that my dilemma present will not follow me. But I found out real quick something about trouble. It has children. You can't tie your little problems up at the bus station. You can't leave all your troubles behind. You cannot go and deposit all of your past in a neat little tied boat or in a little package and hope that somehow you can get away from that. Everything's going to be all right. I'll get away from myself. I'll run away from home. You can't run away from nothing. You don't run away from anything. You run to someone. And that someone will bury your past so deep you'll lose the memory of where the hatchet handle is. And God can forgive. But I thought I'd do that. I went halfway around the world in the service during the Vietnam conflict. This was in the mid-60s when all that was, was, was breaking out and all that was going on. And the flower power children were coming along. And the protests were going on. And drugs was entering into the communities. And all of this was happening. All that was there to get into. And the Spirit of God was, was nosing around on me like a blue kick hound dog. He was following me and trailing me, waiting for the time when he would corner me and collar me and call me. Little did I know anything about the sovereignty of God, and I don't think I've learned much since, but I do know this. I didn't come to him. He came hunting me. A man as lost as I was didn't know where the map was to be found. A man going to hell as fast as I was going to hell, nowhere in the world he could slam on the brakes, emergency or otherwise. He had to be halted by the strong arm of grace and power of the Holy Ghost. I came back from the service twenty and a half years old and fed up with the whole shooting match. Fed up with it. Thought after it, longed after, hoped after something that would feel and something that would thrill that longing in every man from birth. And that is to be made whole and fulfilled. I thought you married and got Did God was I crazy? 
get, I need a psychologist. I thought, get you a wife. Yes, that'll do it. And boy, it will do something. It'll make you sit home while she's at the mall. It'll make you sit home and wonder if you're ever going to get to go anywhere else because you took all the money to the mall. Oh, it can really fill your vacuum. So I met a girl in a, on a dance floor in a discotheque under a strobe light and called it love. How stupid can you get? Every time I tell that, I think I am dumber than I really was. I think I'll quit telling it. Drinking a screwdriver on a metal on a dance floor. Under a strobe light with a bunch of drunks. Doped up hippies. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Have you ever, now I know, I can look at this crowd and tell y'all are so religious, you stink. I mean, I mean, this choir is so spiritual and beautiful, I don't even like to stay on the platform with them. They're just nice. But have you ever been in one of them hell holes during the day when they turn the lights on? Woo! They got roaches in there big enough to haul 20-pound babies off. You can saddle them suckers and ride them in the hell. Call it living. Oh, we call it a good time. Yeah, can't even find your automobile. Oh, nor the keys. You should drunk. Somebody's got to help you out, and you are just having a good time. <laughs> I, 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 I wonder about our good time. Uh, I'm married. By the grace of God, I still am. It's a wonder. I mean it. I thank you. Because where we were, when he found us, many who were better than us didn't make it. But the Holy Ghost, in his sovereign movement, the sovereign grace is still working on me. <laughs> I'm married. Then I thought if you bought a little house with a picket fence and raised eight azaleas, it bloomed. That was a pure fire. Check on the list. You're going to make it. Mr. Success, he's got his bushes in place and his wife on the way to the mall. Because this man... Is he, is he destined to succeed or what? All you do when you bring trouble into trouble, you got double trouble. That's all we've done. We brought trouble in the, into a, a thing called a union. And we thought it was a suicide cure. But the truth is, it was a long time after that before I found out. I'm still finding out what loving somebody really is. It's sad. you got to get 50 before you learn how 
to express yourself in a way that is real. That's why so many aren't making it. They're throwing the towel in and going right out and getting another one. My God, help me. What makes you think that the one you got couldn't be made into something that you're going after? It's cheaper to keep her than it is to hunt another one like her. And if you were so dumb to give it a start with, what makes you think you got to start? You're going to get the right one next time. I mean, I was born in the dark, but not last night. I can figure that out. <laughs> I mean, in a coma, I can get that one. But I got me a wife, I got me a picket tent, I got me two bedrooms and a bath and a half. Ain't that supposed to do it? <laughs> no. I was still running with the boys, still playing with the toys, and still hearing the noise, going nowhere. And I got a job working in a place with an old boy that knew him. They would point down at the end of the, I worked in an automobile dealership and they would point, they said, you see that little ball man down there? And I said, yeah. They said, uh, don't get around. I said, when? They said, he'll preach to you. And I'm talking about preach to you. I said, I'll cut him out and it'll be over. <laughs> I mean, I was told to do that for the right. Just, just tell him, I'll tell you what you do with it. <laughs> Hold up a real nice pile and put it somewhere where nobody can find it. I don't really care. I didn't care. I, I, I didn't care. Why not have to care? I've lived in a world that didn't care. And that's how some of these people. Until they see something real, they'll never care. And I don't blame. He was, he was by the bathroom. They had him put right by the bathroom. Holy Ghost put him by the bathroom because you know you've got to go down there during the daytime. <laughs> Amen. you got to go. You know, you just got to. I don't know if y'all laughing because it's funny or laughing because you don't believe it, but you've got to. You stay here much longer, you don't know it. One day I went down there and was going in the men's room and this guy was washing hands. He said, how you doing? I said, I'm all right. Waiting for the opportunity to let him hold some words I learned on that destroy I was on. And he said, how you doing? I said, I'm fine. He turned around and kept washing his hands. He didn't say nothing else. I thought, well, he must think I'm just already in hell and ain't worth talking to. He ain't going to say nothing to me. What, I ain't good enough for him to preach to? I'm fixing to catch him for not pushing to I come back out, wiping my hands. He just looked at me, nodded his head, didn't say a word. <laughs> Bothered me. He never did say nothing. We went on there about a month. I thought, you know, <laughs> worthless, hopeless. I got a sign on my back, this demon or what? He ain't even talked to me. One Friday afternoon, I was washing up for a hoedown. 
We had planned a weekend. I'm talking about start Friday, and we may get back Monday morning. Maybe. Maybe. You, but you know how it is, don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know it's mountains, but they're they still, they still living like that a pen. And, and he came up to me while I was, now I want you to listen. He came up to me when I was washing my hands, and he, he right up behind me, he said, uh, Larry, how you doing? I turned around, and I said, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? He said, oh, I'm doing wonderful. He said, I'm really doing wonderful. I said, well, in just a little while, I will be. I'm not right now, but the night cometh. <laughs> and I will be all right in a little while. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I am going to party all night. When I leave here, it'll be wide open until I get back here. Thinking that this old man would, would, would pick up the hint that I was not interested in becoming an associate Sunday school teacher. And if y'all are afraid of a little bit of spirit, you should have never got right there. What can I say? Amen, boys! Amen. The lady on the end is fixing to leave. <laughs> and I said, I'm fixing the party. <laughs> and then I just said, what are you doing this weekend? He said about the same thing. About the same thing. He said, yeah. He said, man, every weekend's wide open with me. Every weekend. Every weekend. I'm wide open. He said, just get it, man. Just go after it. Live it to his foot. Wide open. I said, I'm talking about partying. He said, I know what you're talking about. He said, well, I look like I can't sell it or I can't do it. He said, I party too. He said, well, I have the best time anybody's ever had. And you know why? And he done suckered me into saying, why? You can't help it. You can't help it. You can't, you can't help it. Not when the Holy Ghost has been following you around about six weeks. And you don't even know it. The hound of heaven is, oof. Oh, oh, just nudging you, keeping you alive so he can save your worthless soul. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Just walk over here. Oh, get back over here. Oh, oh. I'd go back over here. He'd say, oh, that's slowing up. Whoa, right there. Oh. He said, I want to tell you why. I'll never forget this. It's been 28 years ago. September 3rd Sunday. It was, it was, it was in September, and the wind coming across the Savannah River going through that, that dealership that had the closed door and open, closed door and open, closed door and open because it's cold. Some old that old door go up and it go down and go up and it go down. And that old boy looked at them doors. He said, son, and it was real holy now. I mean, it wasn't no jerking him around a jive. He said, you see them doors? He said, they're going to keep going up and down. I said, uh, get me another job. I did. I said, done. And I'm really glad because if I'd have been in some of these fundamental churches, I'd have never knew I was lost. I didn't go to church but four times in my whole life, and that was play softball. I thought 
preacher get mad one day and run over to catch him like a broke his nose, and that's all I ever thought about a preacher. He just run over people and break their nose. All I ever thought they'd done. Four times. Four times in my life. Sir. He said, the Lord. Preacher, did you run over somebody and break his nose? But he did it in Jesus' name. There. He said, I won't be here to see you. I said, you're leaving? He said, yeah. He said, but I'm not going anywhere this way. He said, I'm leaving that way. And then he said this. He said, for the Lord. He didn't know nothing about how to witness. He said, for the Lord himself to descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God. He said, the dead in Christ is going to rise first. And I'm standing now. And we were to allow to remain, going to be changed. Bam, gone. He said, so shall we ever be with the Lord. He said, it's a comforting thing to know that I'm leaving out. He said, you have a good weekend. <laughs> Walked off and left me standing right God is my witness. That's exactly what happened. You have a great party. Have a good week. Sheridan, that Friday night, I went to the same disco, got on the same strobe light with the same woman, got the same little booth we all hung out in, got the same little bunch of hellacious friends, and played the little game and could not get over half a good week. <laughs> you know why? Because that stuff about the Lord himself descending from heaven got stuck down in my gut. I drank and would not get, could not get drunk. The Lord himself, in heaven, we shout, the Lord's right here. I said, doing my little thing and God doing his big thing. You say, I don't believe God go to no bar to get you. Well, that's where he went and got me. I don't believe he got you. That's where he went after me. Down deep in me saying, something's going on, something's going on. I sit up on the bed on Sunday morning, right up on the edge of it, and my wife wondering all the time, what is your problem? I didn't know what to tell her. What was I going to tell her? You don't, go, you, you don't go to church at a Buick dealership. You can't tell her, oh, oh, you don't know what oh is. What are you going to tell her? You don't know what's wrong with you. You ever get so bad off, you drink a drink of water the next morning, you're drunk again? This is the nicest church I've ever been in. And I sat there, 21, and tired of it. Man, I almost went to hell. I almost missed it. I was so close. That if it hadn't have been for him, when he was who he was to me. And I fell in with Jezebel, Ahab, and the whole list of Old Testament heathens and me. But he came 
Testament. <laughs> on Friday, one verse, one portion of Scripture, one on Friday. <laughs> Amen. Just on Friday. Didn't know what, I couldn't tell you it's conviction. I didn't know what it was. It, it was just I couldn't cut the grass. I couldn't swallow a hamburger. I tried to eat french fry. When you can't swallow french fry, you're in a conviction. Are your throats cut, one or the other? I sat up on the edge of the bed. My wife said, what is the matter? She's about to leave. Only by, that's why I'm not so hard on people. Because I was so close to being totally and absolutely bankrupt in life. I know how it feels. Therefore, I try to do to others like show what somebody do to me. Because I always almost was a half been. I said, let's go to church. Say what? <laughs> Say what? I said, she didn't, she didn't, I didn't even know she had a dress. I'd never seen it. I'd never seen it. That's the truth. I'd never seen it. Well, we're hanging out. You didn't dress for nothing. She got out and put it on and come up to about her neck. I didn't, you know, I, 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 I said, right on, here we go. I put on what I graduated, this is God's truth. What I graduated in high school, I had, I had a shirt, I, I'd lift it out like this and he'd come up right here. I had a little old bow tie, and they will forget it, stupid looking bow tie. I got pictures of me in that bow tie. It's all I had. That's all I knew. Now, if you want to throw a strobe light in Sunday school, I could hunker down with you. That's all I knew. I didn't know nothing now. You want to get off in the corner and talk trash and meet somewhere later? <laughs> I am all for it, but that's all I knew. I went to church that morning in a 396, 375 horse. 1967, Marina Blue, jacked up in the back, SF, Chevelle. Now, you talking about bad to the bone, honey. I was mean as you get. That thing was right. Tiger Paul tires, and I had the tiger. Boom, 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 boom. It just loped into the churchyard like it was over at Tony's parking lot. For it just had a lick to it. You know what a lick is? <laughs> Some lady said, he ought not be licking his car. It just, it was, I, I pulled in and first thing I done, put my Winston's over the sun visor. I don't know why I done that. I stuck them over the sun visor, got out, went in, sat down on the back and thought, maybe I won't hear that woof, woof. If I go to church, maybe I'll go. He sees I'm going. I mean, ain't that all you got to do is go? I thought it was. He said, ooh, ooh, scoot over, scoot over, scoot over. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you can't check him. 
No, you can't say. You're here tonight and you're saved. He's trying to get you to do something. He'll leave you alone. And if you're lost and you've never been saved, if you listen by radio, you're driving down that mountain, you're sitting in a nursing home, or sleeping behind bars tonight for a crime you committed. I want to tell you, you can't lock the Holy Ghost out of a jailhouse, and you can't lock the Holy Ghost out of your car. You can't shake it. You might as well hit your knees and trust it. I, I sat down with my wife, respectable, in the back. In the back. Hard to get a seat in the back, but I found two. I found two. <laughs> I never will forget this. A boy 20. He was 20. He was a interim. Thank God the preacher was gone. He was an interim. He came out. He was 20 years old. He came out, and he looked that crowd over. He said, I am. And I don't know what happened to this thing, but ooh. Ooh. Oh, it's this thing. Is that your hearing aid or what? He came out, he looked around, he acted like he had mustard in his britches. I thought something, I was in the back looking, I said, good night, honey, honey. The whole time during the song service, this old boy was sitting up here, and he was looking that much, and then he caught me. Oh, oh, oh. I said, oh, dear God, no telling what he's going to do. He looked dead at me. That's the truth. Old Ed Cubans was leading the music at, at Abilene Baptist Church, the little Southern Baptist Church there in town. In just a minute, that boy come off of that banner. So he said, Take no Bible! Turn on to John 3! <laughs> I mean, he just started shooting everything! Yes, God, I didn't see it, but here's a hole in two. He started shooting back to the wall. He said, Verily, verily, such a man be born again, he shall not. Did you hear me? In the kingdom of God. He had an arm six, six foot long and a finger twelve. Wham! Wham! He was knocking me into my face off. Lord, he prayed. Just didn't know how. Didn't know nothing, but he couldn't go to hell. He just started selling, going down to the cob and flipped the cob. Back there where I was. About halfway through it, he's all over the place, moving. I'm talking about an old boy in the convention, enjoying God, having a time. He said, everybody's standing. There's somebody in here this morning. 
I jumped straight in. I know he thought I was coming. Now I wasn't. I, I was in the back. Back here. <laughs> Let me borrow this here, man. I was right here. I was sitting in. He had me back here. Put had that thing on me. I was trying my best to get away from it, and I couldn't. He said, "Stand up." I said, "Go ahead, man." My wife stood up. She was about two and a half years pregnant. Oh, my. She's about that tall. She's about that big. I thought she was going to have a litter. God knows I did. I stood up. I turned around to go. Next thing I knew, I done hit the back doors, was in the foyer, and was headed at Chevelle. I pulled that, I pulled that top down, the sun visor down, got that whole pack. Got my zippo, and I just hit the whole bottom of it. <laughs> yeah, thank you, RJ, for your help. Hallelujah. My wife came out. She said, why did you leave me? I said, honey, just get in. I can tell you why I left. I'm about... My heart's about to die. Went home all afternoon. Oh, oh. Now I done got for the Lord himself, and now I got verily, verily. Verily, verily. Like, I'm going to know what that means. You don't have to know what it means. Because it is the power. She said, this one didn't get dirty. I said, I ain't got no shirt. This one's dirty. She said, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll fix it. I like what he said. I didn't understand that. She had been about ten times. Little Salvation Army. There in Aiken. She didn't know nothing but she was hungry. She was 17. Barely. Lost. And hell almost. Had our names inscribed in the charred wall. I was at my last opportunity. And I know that. All afternoon, tried my best to talk myself out. Just a little while before church, I said, we'll go back one time. I ain't going no more now. I can't take no more. I got to get this heart. I, I, I got to do this. Ooh. I went back that night and said, I'm about the same place. Hear that boy come out again? Same one. Same one. Bless God, he came out ready. I mean, he done been all afternoon trying to find him a suspect. That's a bird dog. He laid them ears back and he's ready. He's looking around. And I'm back in the back and oh God, don't let it get on me again. 
I sat there with my head down. I thought, maybe if I won't look, he won't see. He jumped up in the middle of the song service. He said, I want you to take your Bible. I want you to turn it to John chapter 3. I want you to turn it to verse 3. He said, I want to tell you something barely, barely. Here he went with the same sermon. And bless God, he didn't get his text read goodly. He had that arm out, folded out about 18 times, laid it right on the end of my nose again. And I thought, oh, no. Halfway through the sermon, I done heard it. Heard it that morning. Found out later he didn't have but six. <laughs> he just preached them till somebody got in on them. Good boy, good boy. Taught me a lot. I stood up and didn't know why. I was going to get me a Winston. And I made a hard right instead of a hard left. And there wasn't no Winston down there, so you know what was down there. And I got, I got a real drag on something down there. Before I knew it, I was already up. What you going to do when you're up in a Southern Baptist church? <laughs> Everybody done cocked their head and looked at me. I said, I got to do something. My wife said to me, are you leaving? Down now, I'll never forget this. Somewhere between right there and right there, my name, because my old heart just said, and that hound said, I came, and I stood right here. That old boy said, don't nobody move. He dove down there. He said, why are you coming? Me? I said, all I know is I couldn't stay back anymore. He said, are you saved? I said, I don't even have any idea what you're talking about. I said, but when I was back there, I was in bad shape. But when I started down here, I started getting better. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, have you ever asked Jesus into your heart? I could have told him no, but I hit a double. One said, ask me. That's church sin. He said, have you ever asked Jesus into your heart? I said, no, sir. But I went to church four times and ran out of the court and trained him. He said, if you ever asked Jesus into your heart, I guess I could have told him I was born in America. Didn't have enough. It's a Christian name. I didn't have no more excuses. I said, sir, no. If I was, I wouldn't have been like this. He said, would you let me take the word of God and train these people? This didn't happen. I went down on my face, a beggar. I came up a child of the king. (laughs) 
if he had been a Jehovah's Witness, I'd be selling nickel and dime magazines right now. If he'd have been a Mormon, I'd have had on dark pants and a white shirt, peddling a swim around the kitchen. Because whatever he told me, that's what I was going to do. He told me right. Brought me up out of a horrible pit. You'll never get out of anything until you see it horrible. You'll never see it horrible until, oh, 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 open your eyes. I got baptized. What a song. What a place. My wife got Bob. She got baptized. <laughs> she just got baptized. I told her she ought to do it again. I don't think it should. <laughs> We went down and stood in front of the church to come by. The pastor hugged my neck. I said, Mike, what I do now? It's a week later. I said, what I do now? You need to serve God. I said, can you tell me how to do that? He said, I'll show you. I started serving God. My brother's here two years younger than me. Came with me tonight. Got off of his job to come up and ride with me. <laughs> Billy Graham's movie, Time to Run. Years ago. I said, Mike, Mike thought I'd lost my mind. He and I lived together. All our life have been together. He thought I'd lost my mind. You'll be back. You'll come home, won't you? You, you're not through. You're not going to get into that stuff. We, we can't, can't do what we're doing. And do that. I said, no, we can't. So I said, you can do what I do. We can both do what God does. We don't have to do that. He said, but that ain't no fun. I said, well, let's give it a chance. How do we know it ain't no fun? We ain't never done it. One night I came home. I, said, I called him. I said, you want to go to show with me? He said, show? <laughs> you coming back, ain't you? I said, yeah, I'm going to pick you up. He said, <laughs> we're going to the show. <laughs> he said, we're going to get something to drink? I said, yeah, I'll get us something. We're going to the show. You just come. I'll have it all. Got down to the Imperial, Dr. Billy Graham, Time to Run. No, the restless one. The restless one. The restless one was on the marquee. Mike said, Billy Graham. I said, man, this is a show. This is a movie. I had no idea what was going to be in I just heard you couldn't leave it without getting saved. I didn't know how to witness to him. I just knew how to drag him around everywhere what people was doing. We got in there, and he got madder than the devil. Halfway through it. He got up in the dark, muttering his little whip, and walked up the aisle and walked out. And I looked back there. I said, God, I reckon he's gone. I looked back there, them little windows and them doors, you know, by the popcorn machine. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, and I seen him <laughs> walking back and forth. I knew how he felt. I said, God, oh, oh. Kidding. The fact that the, the movie was over, the lights came on, the curtain drew, the man came out and said, if you've never trusted this Jesus, he's the only one you can. 
<laughs> I looked around. Here come Mike. Bust into them back doors. Yeah, I'll do that. I got to do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Tell me! That was just a little while, a little while after I got in there. Eight weeks later, God called me to prison. Saving me was plenty. But let me do this tonight at your invitation and his commission. And you wonder why I'm happy. I want to know why not. <laughs> Man, I got more reason to walk these benches than you got to sit in them. Hey, <laughs> man! I said, I'll tell you this, and I quit. I said, I don't know why, man. Probably because I forgot my Bible. This is the only other thing I know happened to me without my Bible. All right? I didn't know what called preach was. Got in a guest me, and Ed McAbee was preaching just south of us. Crowd of us went. That old man got up, went after. I mean, preached. He was about 41. He would get on the back of them benches with his head straight up in there and walk 50 of them and never look down. I saw God to think. I couldn't help but hear that. Oh, oh, oh. This time, it was a different tone. And I said, ain't you going to let up at all? You know, I'm about to kill me and have it look like you're going to feed He said, I want you there. I said, I can't do that. I can't do that. But I don't know how. All right. If you're going to take my leg off, I'll give it a shot. I went to the altar that night. Knelt down. Before I knew it, there was a crowd and I slipped over and I was under the Lord's supper table. Up there, up under. And about that time, somebody grabbed my face up there and pulled it right up in his, in his eye. He said, boy, God is dealing with you. I said, yes, sir. He sure is. He said, boy, are you saved? I said, yes, sir. He said, is God dealing with you about doing something for him? I said, yes, sir. Oh, then you cut your hand off my face, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> he took his hands off of my face. He said, the Lord has been dealing with somebody all night about preaching in his knees. I said, dear God, how plain it can it be? Come out on that table. Stood in that little old country church. Down to a place called Sofa. Brother McAvoy put his arm around me. Had no idea who I was and said, 
God just called us border police. Out of a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay. Put my feet on. Fall in love. They ain't my shoes, but they're my feet. Establish my going. Establish my going. He has put a new song. <laughs> you got that cordless mind? Or is that just your own personal mind? <laughs> See, you go to the piano. Yeah, go over there. It plays just like I was. They black and they white. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit somewhere around where I am, all right? <clears throat> I'll get you started and leave you. Billy, you still awake with me over here? God bless you. Hallelujah. Oh. Oh. Oh, blue tip. Down the tree, down yon in the swamp. Oh. God can do anything. Nothing God can do. <laughs> I like this little chord. <clears throat> I can't sing a lick, but I like it. <laughs> God can do anything. He made the heavens, He made the forest and the tree. How's the other stanza start? You have no idea. Let me say. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I'm glad God. No wonder God let me lead you. You, you leading me now? Here we go. Well, he walked upon the water and five thousand hungry fish and 
He made the world. 